The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. You haven't been. You guys haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds and loose balls that you were in the in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done, uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own at your own game almost? Uh, just uh, maybe they wanted more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to you know step up and, and make those plays if we want to. Keep the season alive. Huh, what loser talk. What loser freaking talk here by freaking losers. Teams full of freaking losers. And honestly, I just don't know how anybody like this is why I took breaks. Like there was times in my fandom that I took breaks from this team because there's just no reason that any type of sports fan should have to deal with any of this. I mean, at least very much like moon off likes the Rockets. Like he knows they're not going to do anything. He knows they can't amount to anything at all whatsoever. So, I mean, he's just going to, have low expectations and if they win a game then great you have good feelings and you have what but honestly like this team is just a full there's just a bunch of losers and i really hate this i actually don't want to be a fan anymore i'm taking applications of any fan bases that would like me to hop onto their bandwagon whether you're good or bad i don't care like we're just gonna roll on and do that but i'm really 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 tired of this and it's like you know the the officiating hasn't really like it's been bad i like i'm not gonna lie the game was over but josh hart definitely got elbowed in the face and got called for a foul for sure but it's like so much other stuff like i would love to just sit here and blame the refs like if i could sit here and blame the refs that would be amazing for me but i can't do that because this team is a full of a bunch of freaking losers like that's all it is they're just a bunch of freaking losers and you know Talking like that after, like, you should really, he should really, really go back and watch Braun's interview after they went down 3-1 in the finals. And, you know, it's about winning the next one. And it's about going and winning the next game. You have two games at home, down 3-1, and you're acting like this. Like, this is really insane. You just have to win one road game and you're back in the series. But, you know, when, you, when you're when you a bunch of losers, then you, of course, you think like that. So, it is what it is. I just... Yeah, um, I don't know. How many more times can I call them losers before we actually start the show today? <laughs> um, not really for certain, but yeah, uh, you know me, know the voice, know the guy. It's me, really relevant and relevant from Jim here at your service. Uh, fans of the loser fandom, and you know, <laughs> when you got a bunch of losers on your team, then uh, that's what that's what happens. Like, they don't fight for offensive rebounds. They don't do the little key things in the game that actually, you know, help you win basketball games and they lose to a team that's full of a bunch of guys that honestly and truly if it wasn't for the Miami Heat they'd probably be bagging groceries at your local Walmart so huh I don't know I don't know I mean it sucks I'm still gonna hold on to this 475 ticket of course but like these guys suck they're losers and you know Miami Heat probably going on to the next round and yeah Jimmy Butler's really good at basketball. Sure. Come on, guy, Delonte Smith with me. Delonte, what's going on? Yeah, man, good. Uh, great rant, actually. Yeah, I thought the Randall's comments were 
underwhelming to put it the the least. I mean, that's just something you just don't say. And you seen Jalen Brunson's uh, press conference. I mean, that's all you had to say was, you know, got to be better. I got to be better. He shifted the blame. And now, to to his credit, that clip was asking about the rebounds, right? It wasn't asking about like anything else. I think that's question. No, it was specifically towards offensive rebounds. And yeah, he said they yeah. So more. I mean, yeah, I mean, still not something you want to say, but yeah, man, I'm good. Uh, ready to get into the game today. Had some good action last night. Yeah. Um, takeaway. One takeaway from last night. Uh, got to credit Darvin Ham, man. Darvin Ham uh, did a great job in game coaching. Uh, bag on him a lot for some of the things that he does rotationally and. Uh, schematically, but I thought he did a great job last night of adjusting and uh, getting those guys in place to get a win. So with that series, you know, the actual only series that was played last night, um, I came on here a while ago, and I lean Lakers, but I think everybody knows that I wasn't for sure in that. And there was one thing that I was for certain of, and it was that one of two things was going to happen. Either Steve Kerr was going to drastically outcoach Darvin Ham, and this wasn't going to be close, or we were all going to come to realize that the Lakers are the much better and deeper team. And Lonnie Walker proved that by literally everybody says Lonnie Walker had a great game last night. And I'm very, very quick to correct them and say, man, Nobody thinks Lonnie Walker had a great game last night. Lonnie Walker had a great quarter. He did that in one quarter. That was it. He did all of that in one quarter. <laughs> the quarter that mattered. He did all of that. So it was like Lonnie Walker had a good game like that. He did that in one corner. And this is at what what part what person off of the bench is Lonnie Walker at this point in time? <laughs> like, is he like the what is he the fourth person off the bench? Uh, yeah, and, I guess they go to Schroeder, um, Rui, and uh, it looks like yeah, Hachi, yeah. like Beasley's not playing no more, so they got him out of there and put mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker back in there. So ultimately, I took the the series to end in five games exactly. I didn't really care about the result. I just said I felt like it was going to be over underwhelming, but I got more money by just picking five than saying under five and a half because I knew that nobody was getting swept. So three to one at five games. And now there's going to be a decision to make over the next couple of days of what I do in game five. But the Lakers have a commanding 3-1 lead. The Warriors have been down 3-1 before talk all has come all this time before. Like, we've heard it a million and one freaking times. The Warriors been down 3-1 before. Blah, 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 blah. And we'll see. We'll see. LeBron has a pretty, pretty good record when he's up three games to one in the series. So, uh, I'm not going as far as Scott to say that this dynasty is over because Scott, because you lose one game and then Scott will automatically right. say you're the trash team. You're a trash team. And like there can only be one good team in the league ever. And that's the team that wins the championship. If you don't win the championship, everybody else is trash. Like, so I'm not going that far. But I think the Lakers are in the driver's seat and I'm probably going to just get down on them to win in five and green up on my bet rather than hedging because I'm not a gardener. All right. (laughs) 
before we get into the games that are actually being played tonight, got to talk to you about Shady Rays and Shady May because they are teaming up with us to give you Shady May where not only can you get an amazing deal on your shades, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses for sure, but you can also have a chance to win $500 and you can do that by going to ShadyRays.com going and using promo code SGPN and getting that 50% discount off those two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And then take that receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Shady May contest, $500 to the winner. Just take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady. Use promo code SGPN at shadyrays.com. Alrighty, here we are back for more NBA playoff action. And, oh, I mean, really, was the plus two and a half ever in doubt? Like, come on, let's be for real. Like, you, you get to the conference semis and you give me a line of plus two and a half on a series. Like, are you serious? Like, let's be for real. Like, please, please be for real. This is the, the conference semis. So... I don't know if we got any more hate mail, but they didn't cover the two and a half. They didn't cover the two and a half. So Boston Celtics 2-2 back to Boston. Best out of three series you against the Philadelphia 76ers. Boston's laying seven and a half at home. 231 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And you have, guess what? Joel B's on injury report. Questionable with that knee injury. You know he's going to play. For the Boston Celtics, you have nothing to worry about. Everybody there is good to go. Dante, you're getting seven and a half with the Celtics at home. What are you doing? Yeah, I think the Celtics in a prime spot to probably blow Philadelphia out uh, here. I think the energy that they exhausted in uh, game four probably would just warrant that they get this, they blow this game and come back home. Well, yeah, and come back home, uh, win that one, and then just put all their chips in for game seven. I don't think they are going to come close to beating Boston tonight. Um, I think some of the things that Boston did in the end kind of hurt them. And I also thought that Philadelphia had some things within that game where they were up to blow the, literally blow the lead, bless you. Um, and Appreciate so it. I'm just thinking that Boston will come out, be more aggressive, put their foot on the gas and, and won't let go. So I'm going to play Boston here pretty much first quarter, first half full game. Uh, I don't trust the role players or Harden to do that again uh, or come anywhere close, especially on the road. If you look at his home road splits, he hasn't been as good on the road as he ha- has been at home. So um, I think they'll have some. I think they'll have some stuff lined up for Embiid. They've been doing a pretty good job with Maxi, which has been key. And I don't know, Doc didn't play Melton uh, any in the last. I think like quarter and a half so that's kind of odd but yeah man i like boston tonight i think boston comes out and i think they rick shot on um on the sixers tonight uh, let me see here okay um wow i'm trying to pull this up <laughs> so Game one, not count. 
Yeah, that counts. Of course. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, all I mean, of, I'm just all asking. All I'm all just curious. Them. Like, does does seventeen for thirty, forty five yeah, points on the road, seven for fourteen from three, does that not count into having you know? Good games against yeah, it does in, in just, Boston. I mean, yeah, no, but I mean, we could even go back to the regular. We could go back to the regular season. He had twenty six and eleven. He had thirty five and seven in Boston this season. Like, I don't think James Harden, like James Harden's inconsistency, just really have to do with James Harden. I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that he's in Boston. Like, <laughs> I don't I think mean, that has anything. He's giving you twenty six, thirty five, and forty five in Boston this series. In three games in Boston this season, he's giving you twenty six, thirty five, forty five. On 57.1% shooting for the 26, 35 on 64.3% in Boston. And then he gave you, oh man, math in public. Wow. Okay, hold on. 56% with 45. I mean, James Harden, I don't know about you, but... James Harden is the guy that I trust today. If we're having a game in Boston, like he's got really. I, I mean, I was I wasn't talking. About, I'm talking about just in like in the playoffs in general. Like in general in the playoffs, like like in on the road, 21 17. Uh, he did have the 45 12. Is basically what he had. I mean, that's the one bad game he gave you in Boston. He gave you 45 26 35 and 12 this season. Three or four. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about like regular season. I know, I mean, regular season is is totally different. I'm not. I was speaking. Okay, but he gave you 45 playoffs. in the playoffs. He gave you 45. Yeah, yeah, in the I playoffs. No, no Embiid. Yeah, no Embiid. And then he dropped 40 again with Embiid. That's fine. I'm, I'm. If if you go, if you're gonna bet on James Harden, I'll I'll, I'll just pray for you. If you, I'll just say there's only one person on, on in this series on both sides that have given you two 40 point games in this series. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I'm only you. one person. And that is uh that's one person I'm not trusting again. All right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like y'all I feel like this line is incredibly wrong. And it just goes that everybody's just assuming Boston is who they were last year and they're not. They are not. You're throwing in it. This is an incredibly large line for us to just get to be at Philly and it be what? It just flipped to minus one Philly, like right before the game took off, and that's how I knew they were going to win at that point. But like that line move was crazy. But now you hear Boston open up at seven and a half, staying at seven and a half. Yet everybody's putting money on Boston. Everybody's saying what you're saying that Boston's just going to come in here and and run, you know, run the doors out. And for y'all bankroll, I hope they do because it's going to be looking really, really bad if they don't. I'm going with Philadelphia plus seven and a half because they've done all of this. And they haven't even had the wrath of Joel Embiid yet, which is pretty crazy. Like in three games in this series, 15, 30, 34. And it's crazy to say 30 and 34 and that and you haven't felt the wrath of him. But you, they really, really haven't felt his wrath yet in this series. And if you told me that he comes in here and he has a 40, 50 point game against Boston tonight, I would not be surprised at all. So... You have on the Boston side of the ball a coach that cannot coach, a coach that is terrible in close game situations. And honestly and truly, if Boston has any chance of winning this game, it's got to be by 11. Like, you honestly should throw this, this spread out. If you like Boston, you better hope they blow them out. Because if this game is close at the end, Joe Missoula and Jason Tatum are going to find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> you just they knocked them out. Like, that's, that's what's going to happen. 
it's it's not game seven, so I trust not. <laughs> but Joe Mazzulla, not one time, not one time has and I he was frustrated. And you could tell he was frustrated that people were questioning his coaching decisions at the end of the game. But you're at the end of the game with a chance to win, and you don't call timeout and draw anything up, ever, ever. Like, and I could truly understand the oh, I trust my players. My players, Steve Kirk does that shit all the time. He does it a lot of time where he will not call timeout and he say, "I trust the guys. Just go out there and handle it." But see, those guys have proven to them that they can do it. Jason Tatum has literally proven time and time again that wow he is tremendously good if he's going to give you something at the end of the game you better hope and pray to whoever it is you hope and pray to that he was already doing that for the rest of the game because there's no way that he's gonna have a bad day and then come in and give you something at the end because he's just not capable of that like i it 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 frustrates me so much because he wants to be the guy, but late game situations, it just doesn't happen. And now you look at this game where you have overtime in overtime. Marcus Smart is taking the last shot. And that's what you want. That's what you want. You want that's what like if I'm Philly, I am like, yes, Marcus Smart took it. He might have hit it that time, but yes, he took it. That's who I want to take the last shot. Marcus freaking smart right there. I want him to have that last shot because guess what? I have a significantly better chance of Marcus smart missing that shot than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown missing it. So if I get to go to your third option and you just let me, you just let me go to your third option. Of course I'm taking that every day of the week. Yes. Give me the third option. And if he beats us, well, you know, I'm going to hang my head towel and I'm going to, congratulate you guys as you go down the road because your third guy beat us but if you're willingly not giving me your first and second best guy to beat us i am perfectly fine with that joe Missoula will probably be the reason that this team doesn't make it out of this series if they lose this game tonight i'm telling you (laughs) it, it actually might still go to seven but they should really really be concerned and i think they are I think they're going to blow this game tonight. I think that they're going to let Philadelphia, they're going to probably pull away at some point and they're just going to let Philadelphia hang around, hang around, hang around, hang around. And one thing's going to lead to another. Joel Embiid is just going to take over and they are going to come out and win this game. I'm taking Philadelphia plus seven and a half. I'm taking Philadelphia on the money line. I do not trust the coaching staff for the Boston Celtics. I don't trust them to just let the players play. And I think that they're going to blow this. Everybody thinks Boston's just a shoe in, and this is a series. This is a series. And need I remind you that they've lost one game on their home court already without John Beat. I don't know, man. He made a good point. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and it's a line even... freeze. It's a line freeze. You got 52% of bets on Boston, 75% of money. That line's not moving. So it's not good. It, once you're once you're getting extra excess money like that, the line should probably move to eight, maybe eight and a half. It's mm-hmm. not, I would be slightly concerned. But that's just reading lines. That's nothing to do with basketball. Okay, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, um I don't know, man. I just I don't I don't really trust Philly to put together back to back performances like like that. I mean they shit, they almost blew it. At the end, um, just some dumb stuff. And I think some of the stuff that happened at the end of the game was, I mean, although I'm not a, a Missoula uh, apologist or anything, but a lot of that was on the players. Like, 
Jalen Brown double teaming when the gate when Harden was in the corner, easiest shot in basketball. I mean, Jason Tatum dribbling into a crowd instead of spacing the floor and then passing the ball to Marcus Smart. I mean, that's I mean, I but it's Jason. I mean, the time out thing, Tatum the time does that. Is, that's what I mean, he does in the games. Because if they would have made if that shot would have counted, nobody would have said anything about calling the timeout. So it's kind of it's it's results based, I think. But no, yeah. no, it's still stupid. Why are you take? Do you just think that your timeouts are going to the next game? Oh yeah, they roll over. It's easy. They just roll over to the next game. So if we don't use our timeouts here, we're gonna get an extra two, three timeouts next game. Like yeah, like no, it's stupid. It's stupid regardless. It's I mean, I stupid think you- not to draw up a play for <laughs> a team that is good in the half court. Like it's stupid. It is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, I just if if you if you are just a proponent of calling timeouts, I mean, I don't care. I, I don't really care if it's just. I think most of it is kind of results based. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a big. Okay, yeah, timeout. And person. for and for so many times, and I promise you, this is probably where me and Boston fans can finally agree that there are so many times that why would you not? Why would you not? Why would you not give your team the best opportunity to succeed? Why would you not give your team the best opportunity to succeed? And I get what you're saying where it's results based, but how many times are you going to get the same result before you realize that you need to change the the action? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. All season, he has not been calling timeouts at the end of games. All season, when they've been in close games, they have been losing close games. They've either relied strictly on the talent of the players and that's carried them or it didn't. And if you want to give your team the best place to see, you don't just let them play on talent. You actually do what, you know, I don't know, you're paid to do and (laughs) coach. (laughs) Like, honestly, I I just feel like there's no way you should ever feel comfortable as a team with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on your roster that Marcus Smart took the last shot in overtime and in regulation. You should never, ever feel comfortable about that. And the fact that he got the opportunity to do it twice, you should not feel comfortable with that at at all, and you should want to change something. So if you don't want to change that, perfectly fine, because I'm about to cash a plus 475 series. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, he he is supposed to draw something. But, I mean, some of that has to go on Tatum and Brown. Like, like Brown didn't even take a shot in overtime, did he? Didn't you just hear me say that Jason Tatum is like (laughs) – I I said I don't trust Jason Tatum in the clutch, and it should 100% – be at this point, it should 100% be Jalen Brown. No, no, I'm just just saying, like, I get the the Missoula blame thing, and – but, like, I mean – I don't know. It's just like sometimes I know coaches coach players play at the end of the day, but I mean, I don't think that I don't think that he wanted Marcus Smart taking this. I think Tatum and Brown, like you said, I mean, Tatum got to be better. Well, well, you know, he would have had a better chance of getting the look that he wants if you know, because and I see uh, Jr. talking about why let their the best defenders get on the court when I don't care what defender you have on the court. If I feel like I have a player that is unguardable. And I feel like I have a player that they can get to their shot. All I have to do is draw them up to play. Then I don't care who you have on the court. We're going to draw up the play for those guys. And they Grant don't Williams? let that happen. They don't let that happen. Jay, Jaylen, T- Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is really, really Jalen Brown. But, like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Like, they they choose to let somebody else win the game for them. And it doesn't work. 
it doesn't work. Not to mention when Jason Tatum takes it, he does like kind of fold sometimes too. But like, there's a guy on the court that's been killing this series. Like he's absolutely been dominating this entire series. And you're just not trying to give him the ball in the moment that you need. And so I don't know, man. He was six for I, I want the guy that was ten for sixteen taking the last shot in the game. Who but, was that? You know, I mean um, Jalen Brown. Brown. I don't know uh, if he wants the ball. Like he doesn't even want the ball. He just hide out it, in the corner. Does he? Does he not want the ball? Or do man. they tell him that? Do they tell him that? Oh, we're just gonna go give man. this ball to Tatum, and then Tatum's gonna make the decision. And Tatum constantly, constantly makes the wrong decision. Listen, like, I'm a let's go back. Fan, but... I should have pulled the. I should have pulled the Houston Rockets video because that was <laughs> like I don't know. I just I don't know how you're not frustrated. I'm frustrated, and I don't even like this team. Because I know they have chances to win the game, and they constantly let it fold under their fingertips. And so mm-hmm. I'm not trusting that with seven and a half points. They either – I'm not trusting that at all. I'm, I'm sorry. Give me seven and a half. Total's yeah, at 213 and a half. What do you like here? Yeah, probably just lean to the uh, over. I like Boston's team total over even more, but just full total, I'll lean to the over. Uh, I don't think um, – I don't think Boston's defense will be quite as bad as it was uh, in Philly, but um, I'm not sure how easy uh, Philly will be able to score because I think Boston's going to be locked in defensively also. But, uh, yeah, I'll lean to the over. Uh, Probably my better play would be on uh, Boston team total over. Um, I think I actually like the under in this one. And I just think that this is going to be a, a more competitive defensive game. I don't think Boston is running away with it at all. I think this is, you know, probably a little bit closer to uh, 200 than 213, to be honest, in terms of a final score. And I'm expecting to see. And, I mean, if you're right, could be where Philly just doesn't show up offensively again. And it could be one of those situations and it totally gets drawn down like that. But, I'm not trusting Boston to do much offensively either. I think at this point, these teams are tired. These teams have been literally making shots this entire series. Like the shooting percentages have been crazy at some point. And so I think that now the adjustments come where you're doing a best of three series and you start to lean more on defense and trying to make sure that they're not getting easy lanes to the basket. They're not getting all these easy shots up. You're slowing the pace down. It, the, the pace has been slow this entire series. It hasn't sped up at all. It's been an entire slow pace the entire game. And I'm just going to say that they're not going to make 50% of their shots again. So I'm going under, again, 213.5 for this game. Props, what do you like? Love Jalen Brown over 23.5. Love it. Uh, probably one of my favorite plays of the night. I think he's going to come out be assertive. He He's always assertive in the first quarter. It's just at the end of the game, he just doesn't go get the ball or call for the ball. Uh which is mind-boggling to me, but um, he's all he scored. I think fourteen plus in three of the games this, uh, in the series in the first quarter. So I think he comes out. I think he's aggressive. Uh, I think he looks to attack. Um, Maxine and Harden off the off the pick and roll uh, shots should be falling. Also, uh, so I like Jalen Brown over twenty three and a half. That's the only one I like. Uh oh, dang, my bad. I'm talking shit in the comments. <laughs> All right, dang, that's it. 
Yeah, that's that's the only thing. I mean, because my thing is like I played Milton last game and like he didn't even he didn't even play a lot. So I'm just like confused as to what Doc's gonna do. I wanna look at some um Niang stuff, but like as far as threes made, but it's not on the board yet. I don't see it on the board at least. Um whenever I, I think he just up. goes with a hot hand. I think he just goes with a hot hand. I mean, he's been that's hitting it. his shots recently and he was the person. Melton hit his shots earlier on in the series. I mean, if Melton's get going early, then it's gonna be Melton. If it's not, it's gonna be Niang because they gotta offset that scoring somehow. Yeah. I'm on Joel Embiid over twenty eight and a half points. I think this is finally his day where it's going to be all about him. And you're going to be thinking about, man, they really, really have not been able to stop John Beatty. He probably has like some 11, 12 points in the first quarter and just carries that momentum throughout the rest of the game. Especially, uh, he, he's really due for cooking old man Horford. Like he really is really, really due for that. So I will take Joel Embiid to have a good game, and with that, I will probably play James Harden assist because who's probably going to be feeding him in the post a lot of the time? James Harden. When they actually get out and run in transition for the three or four times, it's normally James Harden that's making that outlet pass. And so his assist prop is at seven and a half. I like that. I think he can get over eight today i really think he can get closer to 10 to be honest so if that line moves i don't have an issue with it moving i play it's eight and a half uh where are we at i got one more my bad i I like um malcolm brogdon over 21 and a half points rebounds and assists if you look at malcolm brogdon throughout this series he's been one of the more consistent players like even more consistent than than tatum and brown um so I think he he passes the ball extremely well. He's been playing a lot more with the starters uh, rather than Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart's chest injury is kind of hindering him from doing all the things that he wants to do. So Brogdon's been playing a little bit more uh, with those starters, and uh, he's been having great games. Uh, efficient. He's uh, he's shooting the ball well. He is rebounding, passing. So I like his points, rebounds, on, uh, and assists over twenty and a half. Oh, uh, man. Let's see here. Uh, who else steps up? I really don't want to take a lot of points props because I think it goes under. And I could see, like, you know, getting minimal contributions from the other guys, but the stars are really the ones that really step up into the moment. Uh. What I think I'm, I haven't done the research to it yet, but uh, James Harden kind of gets his hand in the passing lanes a lot, man. And he'll, you know, fumble around and get a bunch of steals. Let me look at what he's been done in the playoff series. Uh, Because that's something I was considering. Like he had four steals that last game. He had two in game one. Uh, one in game three, nothing in game two. Kind of want to figure out how I want to play that. Over one and a half steals is plus 129. That's okay. Uh, let's steal some blocks. Over one and a half and minus 145. So it's really what you feel comfortable with, but he doesn't really get blocks like that. I think the steals and what I just think is a more defensive game that he can really step up and just get his hand in the passing lanes. Like he's always been uh, pretty good at just getting his hand in the lane and coming up with steals. Next thing you know, James Harden's got a few steals and he had four in that last game. So I very, very much am considering James Harden over one and a half steals. I haven't gotten there yet, 
but just let you know was kind of playing around in my mind as I'm going through the rest of my day. Uh, all right. Before we get to the next game of Slate, got to talk to you about Talkify because life is full of what ifs and what if you try something new when it comes to dating, like going to Talkify and helping them meet other serious singles who are trying to find what you find. Love. They're the number one, the country's number one modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship success. So you tell the matchmakers what you want in a partner. They select screen potential candidates for you. You don't even got to do that. They do background checks, video interviews. They ask the tough questions that you don't have to. And then they set you up. And they are so committed to finding your match that 80% of the time, client meets their person within the first 12 matches. 12 dates, you meet your person for a lifetime, just like that. So we're we're trying to convince my guy Noah to get back out there on Talkify. I think he'll do it eventually. Uh, right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. Talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN. For 20% off when you become a client, Talkify.com slash SGPN. And... We're, we are a company of the people. We want everybody to find love. We even have our people using it to find love. So why don't you? Okay. Next game on the slate, we have game five in Denver with the Phoenix Suns. Denver's laying five and a half. Opened up at four. 227 and a half is total. Remember when people said that Denver was going to sweep the Suns? <laughs> Phoenix is missing Chris Paul for this Scott game. Scott said the series is over. Yeah, Scott said it was – oh, it was a lot. It was Scott. It was people in the chat. Everybody said the Suns were going to get swept and that I was wasting my time with this Suns money line ticket. But yet here I am, a best of three series back in Denver. Uh, yeah, what do you like here? I like Phoenix. Um, I think this is a little bit of a – it's like overreaction. Now, I think Denver will come out. It's about how – it's about how Phoenix responds to – the initial haymaker, like how the Warriors laid, laid a haymaker on um, on L.A. last night. I think they have to withstand some of that stuff. Now, I want Monty to keep going to those bench guys and getting them more confidence because he's not going to win this series without them. So, Ross, we didn't see Ross. We didn't see Warren a lot on the road. Um, I think he stuck to a Kogi and Craig a little bit too much. He went to Damian Lee, which ended up being a disaster. So, I think that he plays those – Guys, more eight, and I think played a lot better um, in game five. I mean, in game four, I thought his activity was a lot better. He still had some moments, of course, but I thought his activity and his movement was a lot more fluid. Uh, he was a lot more involved on, on the pick and roll defense. I thought he did a, a decent job in, you know, picking and popping as far as scoring wise. Now, KD, it's all on KD and, and Booker Shoulders. We all know that. So, I think that they can they can take that initial hit, and I think they'll be able to cover the number behind some good performances uh, from the role players. Shamit's not going to do that again, I'm assuming, uh, especially not on the road. But uh, I think they can. I think they can hang tough. I think they can try to steal it. I mean, if you remember in game uh, two, they had it won. Uh, I don't know. I think Chris Paul went out and that kind of like messed them up because Chris Paul had scored like four straight uh, off that eight and pick and roll. So. I think they come in. I think they battle. I think five and a half is a little bit too much. It closed four in games one and two. Uh, so you got a point and a half overreaction off of Phoenix winning. So just not really sure uh, about that. So I'll take the five and a half, and I'll be on the money line also. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not switching. And this, this is what I was waiting for. I just needed to get two two back to Denver and give me a chance to steal one on the road. And luckily for me, everybody and their mother has money on Denver tonight. <laughs> everybody, seventy seven percent of the bets, ninety eight percent of the money's on Denver. Now, that's probably why the line has moved up from four to five and a half. Is that probably where it goes? Is that a tell that it's going to close? It's going to finish around there? I don't know. But what I do know is that we've gotten two good Jamal Murray games in a row. So, Bubble Murray has come into effect for actually three or four games this series. Very, very good job, Bubble Murray. Very good job of showing up to, to the series. You've had three or four really good games. Now, are you going to be there for game five? Because if you're not there for game five, if this is another situation like game two where you did not show up and you do go three for 15, is Jokic going for 50 again? I don't know. Can they carry another win with a bad Jamal Murray game? I don't know. I'm here to say that I don't have any faith in Jamal Murray. I'll talk about him a little bit later when we get to props. I don't have any faith in Jamal Murray stepping up for a third game in a row here. I think that he kind of comes back down to earth. There's some adjustments on the defensive side of the ball for Phoenix that kind of gets them what they want. And what they want is they want Jokic to feel like he has to do all the scoring. Yep. That actually yep. plays out better for them. When Jokic has a really good scoring day, that plays better for them because everybody else isn't getting going. Mm-hmm. Jokic's whole itinerary of what he does is getting everybody else going, having them all have a good game. And then he, you know, steps in where he's needed. But if nobody else is on and it's just him, all right, we'll go score 100 points then. Shoot. Prove to me you can score 100 points. So, yeah, I like Phoenix here. I, I think that Phoenix found – like, this is remind, This is very much reminding me, like, the 2016 finals. I've been talking about that finals a lot today, but where it was just Kyrie and LeBron doing everything at one point. I think it was that one game, like, it was like the fourth quarter or the second half. It might have been the second half. And they took, like, 30-something, like, let's say it was, like, 38 shots, 35 shots, something like that. And LeBron and Kyrie took 33 of them. <laughs> like, that is that is what uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are doing, and it's because they can't guard them. Like, they can't guard them, and now they just need minimal, like, minimal, at this point, minimal production from everybody else. And it seems like that whatever bench rotation he found in Phoenix, if that carries over the Denver this is clear-cut a win for Phoenix. So, yeah, I'm on Phoenix as well. I think at the very least they cover the number, at the very least. But I am hoping for a money line win. Total's at 227.5. That's ticked down from 228.5. What do you like here? Yeah, I'm going over. I don't think anybody's going to be able to get some stop, get any stops. They haven't been minus that one game where it was like 97, 87, if I'm not mistaken. But I think that was had more to do with – just shots not going in versus defense. I think the 
other three games are pretty much indicative of how the series has been going as far as offense. Suns exploiting the the Nuggets uh, in transition and at the rim. The Nuggets pretty much doing what they want on the pick and roll with Jamal and uh, and Joker. I think the role players will play better at home as far as Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, um, uh, Green, Jeff Green. I think all those guys will play better versus what they did uh, on the road. So that adds a little bit more scoring. Now the Suns, I think, with uh, Warren and uh, Craig, even to some to some extent, I think they'll get some more shots to fall. And like I said, they weren't playing in in these games in Game One and Two, so I look for them to come out and and shoot some threes, especially in that in those corners when the court is spread. So yeah, man, I like the over. I think both teams have success on offense, and I don't look for the defense to stop anybody. Yeah, I don't agree. I like the under. And I think it goes under. I think that the defensive intensity really picks up for these last uh, two, maybe three games for these two teams. I really like the first half under 111 and a half. And just Phoenix probably might be a little sluggish going back in altitude. And, you know, maybe a little bit off the mark in the first half. And they lean a lot more on that defense to make sure that they're not getting run out the gym in that, like that second quarter is going to be really, really big. Cause the last time they were here, you know, second quarter was huge for Denver. That was how they blew the door open in game one was cause they had a really good second quarter. So I expect to see them get tap in a little bit more on the defensive end. I'm getting a little bit of juice on the under first half under as well. I really like that play under one 11 and a half for this game. Props. What do you like? I like Jamal Murray's assist over. I think he's, I think he's going to turn into a more facilitator. We saw the pick and roll get going uh, in that third quarter uh, of game four. So I think that is something that they, you know, bleeds over to game five. I think he'll be able to get some of those guys. Like I said, I think the role guys are going to play better. So some of those shots that weren't falling in Phoenix, I think they'll fall here. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. should have a better game. He, it, it looked like he had a good game, but he really, it was really just like, it, I don't know. It, it was like, it wasn't stat padding, but it just, it, it wasn't indicative of how he played. I, I guess I'll say that. But uh, I think he'll play better also. So I like Jamal Murray over his assists. Uh, I mean, going to keep going to KD over his points. Uh, Booker over his points. I mean, that's just, I don't think we got to go into depth on why we feel that way. It's just apparent that they're going to do what they want whenever they want. So I like them over. I like Joker over his rebounds and assists. I think he's going to be more facilitating. Uh, they, the Suns are probably going to try to, I mean, I think they, they'll live with him scoring 50 because, I mean, they lost. So I think his his tool is to get everybody else going, like you said earlier. And once he gets everybody else going, that's when they're more dangerous. But I think he'll find a way, you know, a nice middle of being able to score and get others involved. The rebounds, he's been going, he's been doing great numbers with the rebounds. So I think that stays there. So I like him over his rebounds and assists also. All right. I have no faith in Jamal Murray tonight. Give me Jamal Murray under. Twenty-five and a half. I think that's actually the highest his prop's been this entire series. So I love coming back in on a high total for a player and catching them on the under. I was right in game two. He scored ten points. Didn't really look for it in Phoenix, and I'm glad I didn't because he went over. So now coming back here, and just saying that 
he just proves that he's inconsistent. Like he, he time and time again, he proves like he cannot be consistent and he would be a so much better player. We'd be talking about him as one of the best point guards in the league if he had the level of consistency to him, but he doesn't. And so I'm just banking on the fact that he doesn't make it three times in a row in this series where he's able to be really, really good and really, really consistent for them. So call it what you want. How many point guards do you have better than Jamal Murray? Just curious. Um, well, got the obvious stuff. Uh, I think Brunson is better. I'm trying to stick with people that's actually we know who obviously is better. You think Brunson's better than this Jamal Murray? Yes, I do. I definitely think what? Brunson. Brunson. What Brunson did this year is definitely. And matter of fact, go back to Brunson. Even with Dallas, and he went, he was the sole guy, and Luca was hurt in Dallas. He was still playing better than Jamal Murray, way more consistent, no. doing it on a regular. There was yeah. a point in time this season where we were just talking about it doesn't matter where they set Brunson's points prop at, he's gonna go over. Like, stop. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Br- that, mean, that means Brunson's like top six, top seven point guard. He's, you think, you think Jamal six? Murray is all all right? Whatever. I think, I think y'all Jamal talking Jamal about somebody that literally gets joked on because he has not amounted to what he done in the bubble and he's automatically one of the best point guards in the league like stop it he's not he's, oh, he's very i'm just saying i'm not i didn't give him this nickname i didn't give him this nickname it's the nickname they asked him about it <laughs> they asked him about it and he, he said it's healthy murray well we'll see oh, we'll see because it's been time and time again that he just doesn't show up like and and the reason that he gets so off so easy is because he has a two time MVP he's playing with. Like Jamal Murray is not like that. I truly don't think he's like oh, that. Like man. he's very he's just a very very talented player, but he doesn't have the consistency. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Be consistent, and then we'll say you're you're up there with those guys. I mean, 35, 34. He did have a 10, 32, 28. I mean, I don't know, man. I I, did I not just say he played? He put all right. So put a third game together. Put a third game together. Shut me up. A, a third, a third game. Like you just put a want, third, put a want? third game. Put a third game together. Shut me up. I mean, okay, I'm so just saying. Like you're sitting here, you sit here, and you're saying, 20. and you're talking about it. He's it's been all year where he hasn't been consistent. He has good games. He has bad games. Like it's just the fact is, is that when we start talking about the upper echelon, you got to start getting into the percentage of your good games outweighing your bad. It feels like 50-50 if he has a good game or not. Nobody ever takes Jamal Murray props because they don't know if it's a good game whether he has it or not. I might be on him just because you you confident you like this. So I might I might play I might play Jamal. Um, I'm not you. I'm not <laughs> man. man. I don't know. Like Brunson, I don't know, man. Jalen Brunson is is better than Jamal Murray. No, I don't think. I really, really. I think Jamal Murray is just pure talent based, and when he ha- he's streaky, like he's streaky. He is extremely streaky. Hey man, I feel you. I don't even want to hit the. It's a reason. You it's got, a reason that he averages twenty points on the season. I feel you. I feel you. Is that is that the season average or is that playoff average? I think that's the season average. What twenty? Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. I have to, I have to look. Hmm. But it's a reason. It's a reason that you know. He he's just very very inconsistent and it's extremely annoying. I hate when good players just don't be good. Like, why would you not be good? You're, you have everything in your arsenal to succeed, but you get in your own head and you're not good. It's really annoying. Of course, we're on Kevin Durant points. That's not changing. Um, 
All right. If I mean, if Murray goes, <laughs> if Murray goes for fifty, I really don't care. I really <laughs> don't care. But I promise you, I feel a lot better about him not going for fifty than for like him not hitting this twenty-five and a half prop. And I'm not Scott. When I say people go under, they go under. So, we'll Dang, man, when my guy Scott catching haymaker, uh, catching strays, man. I know he, they was just trying to they like they was trying to play me like oh yeah ladder Murray tonight all right all right I don't trust him I really I really don't think he's like that and he can prove me right and he can prove me wrong but I don't care I really don't think he's like that as a player uh what else did I like here tonight uh I don't really I really don't want to do this as props tonight because I just think that I think these games these games are about to be a lot more defensive games. So uh let's get on a rebounds. I really want to take Jokic over rebounds because everybody was so pissed at him, and it just would be only right for him to go for 20 rebounds today after everybody took his rebounds last game. That's the sole reason. Like, that's really honestly the sole reason that I'm even looking at his rebounds prop because everybody was heated at Jokic last game. And it just feels like this is the day he goes crazy for the rebounds. And everybody that had that ticket last game is like literally wanting to shoot themselves in the foot. Very much considering doing that. I like the rebounds and assist angle. What was that line again? I see 22, 22 and a half. Um, It just depends on where you shop it. I guess it's kind of split down the middle, honestly. So I would, I'll just say 22 and a half just to be on the safer side as far as the people like books where people can actually get down at, I would say 22 and a half. Uh, let me double check and make sure that it hasn't moved since. Um, oh, okay. 23 and a half now. So 23 and a half, like painted right now. DraftKings, FanDuel. Yeah, you can get 23 and a half. You can get plus money at FanDuel. Brunson had his star on one leg and won a playoff series. Jamal, if you take away Jokic away from Jamal Murray, he is not winning a playoff series. I I will I will stand on that ground that there is no way Jamal Murray is winning a playoff series without Jokic. And that's why. And guess what? And guess what? Why did they? Why was everybody like, you better not suspend Jokic? We do not want to see a blowout by Phoenix and you ruin the series because they knew Jamal Murray wasn't like that and he wasn't carrying no team by himself. Like, <laughs> I mean, it ain't it, 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 it too many people that can goodbye. carry a goodbye. team. Goodbye. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The Brunson thing, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All I'm saying know. is that I've seen Jalen Brunson be able to carry a team. I haven't seen Jamal Murray do that. We've actually laughed and joked about it all year that without Jokic, this Denver team is probably headed to the lottery. So not going to change my standpoint there. I'm not benedicting. I don't like Jamal Murray. It's too inconsistent for me. Kevin Durant steals and blocks over two and a half. That was the play I was looking for. Going there. That was the play I'm looking for. It's at uh, about even money. Yep. It looks like even money for that. I will 100% take that. He's been very, very much active around the limb. I do think that defense is going to be more of a priority here. I kind of want to take Booker steals too because he really be getting in the passing lanes as well. And I think that this could be a, a a higher – instead of just people missing shots this game, I expect to see a higher level defense played on both players. And I think it starts from the top. Oh, And his one and a half assists came down to 105. It's normally a little bit more juice on that. So – that's actually not bad for, I mean, steals. That's not bad for Booker as well. I like that. 
All right. Anything else you got? No, I got nothing else. I think we hit it all. All right. Let's go over to Locke and Dog. What do you like here for the slate, sir? Yeah, for the lock, I'm going with Phoenix plus five and a half. Uh, I think they hang tough. We just talked about it. I thought the line's a little bit inflated both times, game one and two. They closed four. I thought I thought Phoenix found some things at home. Granted, it was at home, but I think they'll carry over to, to this game five with some of those players getting inserted into the lineup. So I like Phoenix plus five and a half. Uh, sprinkle on the money line for it a little bit. As for the dog, I'm going with Boston Celtics minus 15 and a half plus 250. At, that's at DraftKings. You can find it at DraftKings alternate lines, <laughs> minus 15 and a half. I think they blow the doors off Philly. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, three time asking about Jokic's triple double. I mean, you can't never like he's always liable to go for a triple double, but it was like plus 270 last game, I think. And now it's plus 130. So I really yeah, think no you kind of missed it. No yeah, I think you missed it. If you if you wanted it, you should have got it when it was like you know in the twos. But now it's like plus one thirty. You, you kind of missed the boat there. Uh, okay. For my lock, let's go with. The Boston Celtics and Philadelphia under 213 and a half. I feel good about slow a slow-paced nature of the game. I think these game fives are a little bit more defensive on both sides. I will take Boston and Philadelphia's under for my dog. Uh, do I just take Phoenix? Jamal Murray under 10 and a half points plus 375. Mm, no, because I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I think he's I think he's like I'm 17, 18. No, yeah, I think he's 17, 18 points bad, but I don't think it's um I don't think it's that bad. Uh I guess I should hmm. kind of getting bad. They really blew that game uh, in that game too. What's the all right, that's not a that's not a baby dog. All right, I'll take uh, Phoenix first half plus one fifty four, and just say that they come out come out strong, have a really good first half in this game. It's even on the road, it's, this is really really pivotal. Like you do not want to end up in Game Seven in Denver. So, I think they come out with a lot of energy and right the wrongs of that second quarter that they had in Denver both times. I think honestly, and so I think that they take that momentum that they got going. Now the bench units are playing a little bit better. Hopefully those bench units come in. And once you see them in that early part of that second quarter, doesn't really tick off what they have going on, start hitting a bunch more shots. I like the first half for the Phoenix Suns. I'll take that plus 154. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? That's it, man. That's it. Good luck. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel's in there talking about no puppy dolls plus one fifty or higher. Yeah, I know. I kind of teetered the line there, and I, I was I was considering. So the other consideration that I had was I saw four twenty uh, Phoenix money line and Devin Booker thirty five, but I don't know. I'm not getting good Booker vibes. I'm getting more KD vibes. I'm not getting good for Booker vibes. But like Booker's been going crazy. So 
that's how you step up when you're down 0-2. You go and you make 80% of your shots. Uh, and it was some people that I was talking about they would prefer Tatum at the end of the end of the game other than Booker. Like, come on. All right. Be for real. All right. Make sure you at you follow at SGPN NBA on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. If you heard the Discord that we had in the chat on the podcast version, that's why you need to come over to the YouTube and come in and say, drop your piece. Yes, matter of fact, everybody, drop your plays. Drop your plays in the chat right now. I'm going to read them out. Drop your plays. What are your plays in the chat right now? I see three times on 76ers money line. Captain Kirk is on Phoenix and 76ers money line. Oh, I like that. Might have to. What's a Phoenix and 76ers money line parlay payout? Nine to one. Might have to get down on that. <laughs> All right. So we have, uh, yeah, like everything. So cop into the chat. The chat is always rolling. It's always a good time. JR be in the chat all the time. Nick be in the chat all the time. Uh, who is else? Tony Wynn, Daniel, three times. Like all these guys, everybody be in the chat all the time. Come yeah, in. Yeah, we got Wham in Join here. us. Yeah, Wham. Wham always holding us down, getting the likes up for the video. Wham yep. definitely be holding us down. So uh, shout everybody in the chat that make it a good time doing all this. Come join us live if you can. If you can't, you know, we still love you. Uh, other than that, I really have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way. Oh, we got Phoenix plus five and a half older. And he took the overall total points for Gregory. We've got Nick on Tobias Harris first basket. We got uh, that's a Kramer uh, special right there. First basket. Yeah, I know. Uh, Cap Kurt said Browns points over. We got we got a few plays. We got a few plays cooking up tonight. So uh, best of luck to everybody except the people that are not betting what I'm betting and they're fading <laughs> me. Then I hope y'all lose. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Ba-da-ba-da-da.